Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give the Beans. Now, a little bit of a different episode um, in being that it might be one of the final ones of the year. Um, that is because, um, for those of you that you don't know, um, I just got married and will be away on my honeymoon this coming Sunday. So I don't plan on recording any episodes whilst I'm away. And when I come back, it will be just before Christmas. So this may be the final or the penultimate episode of this year. So what I thought it would be best to do would be to just come on here, have a little bit of a roundup of sort of 2020, but then also just discuss some considerations I would like you to take into account for 2021 in regards to your physique goals. So if we were to talk about 2020 as a as a year, if we would surmise it, we would just say it was a fucking lot of shite, wasn't it? Not, <laughs> not, not that it, it ended up being terrible, but for the majority of us that, that sort of live in a gym, when those gyms uh, were indeed shut, many of us thought the, the world was over. <clears throat> Not only that, I think I can speak for all the competitors that are listening that when you were sort of two weeks out, you know, some of them, like myself, I was five days out, um, to then be told that, by the way, your show has cancelled, um, it, it, was, it was horrific. <laughs> and I still remember so many so many people during lockdown um, ones that maybe perhaps going to compete later on, the, later on the year putting on their Instagram or chatting to me being like oh man you know I'm just so glad I wasn't prepping when this happened and I was like well, well I was <laughs> so, stop, so stop saying that um, and I guess that people are still worried about that next year you know with the, the sort of lockdown in England that you had in December time um, people think that there's going to be another lockdown in January or at some point thereafter so they're a bit sort of worried and apprehensive to um to, to begin a sort of dieting phase or, or sort of commit to a show or a photo shoot or what it is. Um, it was a year that, that saw the majority of us train from home for sort of five or six months. Um, I was very fortunate enough that I had a place, a facility to train in. I think that a lot, of, a lot of coaches out there, a lot of PTs more than likely had either sort of keys to a facility or they kitted out, um, whether it was a shipping container, whether it was their garage, with everything they would have needed. Um, and... I guess that could seem quite alien to the average Joe, right? The the, the tossers that were going into um, Tesco's and buying, you know, five twenty bags of Luro. Um, to us, you know, a, a squat rack and a barbell, that's our five twenty bag of Luro, right? That's our essentials. Um, that's the one thing that kind of kept a lot of us sane throughout lockdown. And it really was a sort of sink or swim type of, type of few months, wasn't it? There was a lot of people who... I'm sure, and quite rightly so, if you couldn't afford the, the equipment, probably just decided to, to fuck bodybuilding off completely. Um, and then there was other ones uh, that I, you know, I had a huge, uh, a huge amount of respect for um, that bought bands, that bought kettlebells, that bought dumbbells, or, or whatever it was, and were training from the living room. And it really was amazing to, to watch the whole industry adapt to the situation that we were all in. There was no, this person's better than that person, whatnot. It was a case of, right, as fitness professionals, as coaches, it was our time to, to try and provide as much value as we can that we weren't used to providing, um, but of course, obviously, had to do that. So myself and the team, we, we got some home exercise tutorials together. We showed you how to, to do a, you know, a banded foam roller hack squat or, or whatever it was. Um, and what was truly amazing was to see the results that some people got training from the back garden. Like I had a few clients this year that literally got stage lean, but they did photo shoots instead training from home doing foam, roll, foam roller banded hack squats like banded lateral raises 
going out for a run or using a spin bike that was in their it was in their utility room and they would be training in the living room and and it really was awesome and I think the the main take home from that lockdown what a lot of people came out of it with and said is that the mind to muscle connection that they now have in the gym is far far superior and greater than ever was because at home because they had such limited load they had to focus on the likes of tempo they, they didn't just chuck weight on and bomb the eccentric they actually thought right what muscles doing the movement okay let's initiate when i'm at the bottom of the range let's put tension here and let's train like get as much contractile force throughout that lift as we possibly can and to then see that rebound into the gym where people would either enter gain phases or whatnot when they open their down phases um, a lot of clients just developed a whole new shape about them it's just like fuck where have those glutes came from or damn like those delts have just fucking appeared out of nowhere just all because of what lockdown gave us and i think that don't get me wrong i think in the years to come i'll always look back on it and just be like that was fucking shit and i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure a lot of you can relate uh, relate but at the same time i think you can look back on it and think you know what out of all that like out of it all there was a little you know there was there was benefit it wasn't all too bad um and then you have to think of okay right a lot of people have sort of written off this year right they were maybe going to compete in september time but they they obviously maybe you know because of lockdown and whatnot they, 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 they sat bodybuilding off or they they stopped uh, or maybe they went on a little bit of a binge right and and now the thought process perhaps turns to to 2021 and and that's where i think the rest of the episode's going to go is helping you, you know you out there if you are perhaps thinking about competing maybe this year was supposed to be your first time Maybe next year's going to be your first time or maybe it's going to be a photo shoot or maybe you just want a, an amazing transformation. I just wanted to, to jump on here and chat chat about some things that I'd like you to consider going into 2021 itself. Regardless of any talk of lockdowns or whatever, I think if we remember that setting ourselves some goals uh, and being accountable to someone alongside consistency will be the number one thing that will get you to where you want to be. And in a in a world where there's a lot of fear and what ifs, the, the the number one thing I could say would be, have you set yourself a goal? And a lot of you are probably listening, going, "Yeah, Vaughn, I fucking have. Yeah, of course I have. Stop being such a dick." But that's all well and good. But are you going off plan all the time? Are you consistently dieting? You know, you're consistently trying to diet or your recomp, and what was scheduled to be an eight week recomp has now turned into 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 14 weeks, 16 weeks. And you just can't seem to string together a run of weeks where you're on your like you're on point with your calories, you're always going over. And some extras you're not telling your coach. See if that's the case, what I would say is your goal does not scare you enough. You have to be setting a goal. It does not need to be stepping on stage. It does not need to be stepping in front of a camera. But there needs to be something that stops you doing that. It's like anyone that has prepped before, you just know like that, yeah, okay, there's times where hunger is just unreal, but there's no option to overeat. Like you don't even consider it. You don't even think about it because you're just like, no, you know, I'm stepping on stage in my pants, <laughs> right? I'm stepping on stage half naked and I'm being judged against others. And it's, it's a competitive sport. And, and by all by that and that alone, that means I'm not going to overeat or go off plan. But if you're just sort of doing bodybuilding for the love of it, and and you are 
wanting to still improve your physique, if you're constantly going off planet, I just, I just think whatever you have set yourself is either not not scary enough, or it's not big enough. It, there's got to be something that re- literally gets you out of bed at half five, six a.m. to go do your cardio, or to go out and you know do your steps, or get get meal one in before you would then go train later on in the afternoon. So the first thing I would say for 2021 is set a goal that scares you. Number two, get yourself a coach. And I'm not saying that you got to sign up with me um, or, or any of the guys on the team. But, I mean, I've had a coach now pretty much for the last, coming up for five five years. And I know I wouldn't be half anywhere where I was right now with my physique or, or sort of education and knowledge without the influence of those coaches. And I've worked with about three or four different ones um, for extended periods of time. But when you have a coach that's able to map the journey out, things look so much easier and in fact it's a lot it's actually a lot easier and simpler to, to follow. Take an example of a client will come on board with myself and I will map out where we will go in the initial six months. But I'll have a hypothetical plan um, mapped out of where, what we'll be doing for the next year. And that'll, that, that'll literally be in front of them on their sort of second or third sheet of their meal plan and whatnot, it'll say, right, December time, we are in a calorie deficit, we are pulling, pulling your body fat down, we're going to try and aim for roughly, you know, we might have a target body weight, um, then that might be, say, right, January, we'll have the same thing, blah, 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 so on and so forth, then it might get to February, say, right, February, that's when we go into a gaining phase, this is where we're going to push weight up to, and we're going to do that from February all the way until May, and this sort of kind of unrealistic, or perhaps scary goal that someone thinks they'll never achieve, it gets laid down on paper and they say, oh, right, well, actually, that's that's not that bad. Take one example. I have a client who who done very well competing this year. Um, the actually the second person that competed um, as, as one of my clients this year. Um, she, she was a bikini girl and she never went, uh, never pushed herself through a gaining phase before ever. And... When she came on board, I said, right, this is what our, our aim will be for next year. But to do that and to present a, a different look, we are going to need to, to gain weight. And at first, of course, she was hesitant. But because I mapped it out, and I just said, trust the process. Obviously, we, we've had a, quite a few discussions and chats. And I think as a coach, you have to, you're always going to have to have those sort of support conversations. Oh, listen, it's okay. You're not getting fat. You know, talk about the scales and their self-worth and whatnot. But... What's been amazing to see is that because because she's been just following the journey and we've been planning on saying, right, we need to push body weight rough up to here, we need to gain X amount sort of per week, per month. She, her latest check-in, she felt awesome within her body. We were seeing tissue in places that we'd never seen before. She was lifting lifting weight on the bar that she never moved before. And and as a whole, I, 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 I know that if she was doing it on her own, there's just no way that she probably would have committed to pushing her body up that much. And when I say that much, I'm talking like we're only like four, maybe four or five kilos up from, from say, a couple of days after stage. I, I never go off stage weight, and never because it's not reflective where the physique's at. You've dehydrated someone. You've, you know, it, it's they, they've perhaps manipulated. Well, they will be manipulating water, but they've maybe manipulated salt as well. So if someone's weight, like as soon as they come off stage, they're going to drink. They're going to consume some food. It's got some salt on it. Weight's going to go up a couple of kilos, right? Straight away, boom, like at least five, four or five pounds. So I always start pushing up 
technically on paper from a couple of day, couple of few days after, after the stage. So what I would say is my second piece of advice would be get yourself a coach and map the journey out. If you sign up with a coach and they don't map out where you're going to be or where, where they think you should be in the next sort of three months, four, five, six months, you've got to be start questioning just like, I'm not going to say question the service, but if they're not, you know, they can't see the potential in you of where they think you can be, you're never going to see it within yourself. Number three, what I would say is get a bit more weight on the bar, right? There's, now I know there's a huge sort of, there's a huge sort of, it's all about form and execution accuracy, and it, it totally is, right? It 100% is, and, and I do sort of, um, in the check-ins, I'll do video analysis, and, and I talk about form and execution a lot, but but the main thing that I'll say with in check-in responses to video footage um, is you're not trained hard enough. There's not enough weight in the bar there. There's not enough weight in the bar there, and, and it's not for everyone, but see if you want to, I would say if you want to look like you've never looked before, you have to shift weight that you've never shifted before. At the same time, you have to eat as much food as you've ever eaten before. And you're probably going to need to weigh on the scales more than you've ever weighed before or in a very, very long time. And I guess you're probably thinking, well, Vaughn, sometimes you just don't want to go in and, and lift that much. And I say, well, all right, I don't want to go in the office. It's, it's feeling heavy. It's hard. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be hard. Nothing in this life worth having ever came easy. If you look at guys and girls with the best physiques in the world, there's one overriding theme about them all, and it's that they all train really, really fucking hard. And at the same time, they really, really train heavy. My fourth tip for 2021 is just ensuring you're on the right program for you. It's all well and good that the latest fitness influencer is doing push-pull legs, right? Or they're maybe training lower upper splits or whatever. But why the fuck does that have anything to do with the program that you should be on? Now, if you just say, Vaughn, I just fucking love the gym and I just want to just do whatever, then that's cool. But the majority of people that, that come to me do not all want to do the same thing. Um, maybe apart from myself, I haven't met a guy yet that wants to grow a fat ass. That's fat spelled with a P-H-A-T, right? But I've seen a lot of, <laughs> I've worked with a lot of females that do, right? Us guys, you know, what do we want to prioritize? Usually it's our chest, it's our delts, it's our arms. Um, you look at the flip side of that, females, like the females, unless they're a figure athlete, want to grow their chest or want to big, build a big chest? Probably not. So then that's when you have to think, right, you know, if you're in the same program as your boyfriend or... You know, as a guy, you're doing the same program as your girlfriend. Well, as a guy, I'm really sorry. You're probably not going to be able to recover from training legs three times a week. So don't be afraid to go on a program that's just a little bit different. You know, I've got a lot of clients that are on similar splits, and I've got a lot of clients that are on completely different splits. There, There's maybe a lot of clients that will need a sort of push-pull legs variation, but then there's maybe a lot of physique guys that need two push-and-arm sessions a week one lower session, one back, and then one posterior session. Or they might need still still need two leg days if their legs are pretty shit, right? But a lot of time, people could, you know, perhaps buy a program online from a fitness influencer or whatever and then just do it without really any thought process of, okay, well, is that program actually designed for me? Now, how it should be is a case of, right, you work with your coach and you say, right, this is the program that we're going to start on. This is like I've designed it to, to target X, Y, and Z to bring up 
you know, your glutes, your hammies, whatever it is. And then you, then you do it. And then you assess and see, is it working, right? Are you looking at your maximum recoverable volume? A lot of you have just heard that word and went, what the fuck is that gobbledygook, right? All, in, all it is, is a case of your total sets across the week per body part. Maybe you work it out and maybe for your, like for me, for example, for my quads, I'm doing six sets of quads. But, you know, let's say I wanted to bring them up. I don't, but let's say I, want, I wanted to. Then maybe I move up to seven sets. Maybe I move up to eight sets. Maybe up to nine and, and move up to the point, to that point where I think, right, if I go any more sets, I will be, I will not be recovered enough by the next session to then perform at my absolute maximum. So for a while last year, my quad volume for the week was seven sets. If I went above that, I didn't get stronger, right? Pretty crazy, right? But what I'd ask yourself is, is after this podcast, after listening to this podcast, have you worked that out? Do you even know? Now, it's all right if you don't know. Like if you've only been on a program for a few weeks, you're not going to know what your, your maximum recovery volume is. But if you have the whole of next year, if you have 12 months to figure that out, that's a long ass time. And by the end of that year, you should know exactly how many sets your delts need to grow, your chest needs to grow, quads, your glutes, hammies, whatever it is. Because no doubt you've been prioritizing in your programming, your lagging body parts, try to bring them up. So it's really invaluable information to know that. And this is something I'll do with a lot of clients. And if, we, if I use one example, it would be, let's take Clara, right? She'll no doubt listen to this at some point um, and ping me a message and say thanks for the shout out. But during towards the end of lockdown, um, I was like, right, Clara, how, how do you, how's your gluten hamstring recovery? And she went, yeah, absolutely fine. Now, Clara's a bikini athlete and we've got some punchy goals for next year. So I said, right, we need a bit more size there. Even though even though a strong body part wasn't a weak one, it was just said, right, but let's see if we can get a bit more tissue on. So I increased I increased our, I think it was our gluten hamstring volume by like two sets across the week. And we left it for a wee while. And then it was literally, I think it was about another another month ago, I said the same thing. I went, how's your recovery on the increased volume? She went, fine. I went, let's try a little bit more. And it was this this past Monday's check-in. She checks in, she does her quarter turn, and it was just like, damn, there's definitely some added size there. Um, for those of you that don't know, when in a bikini pose, when you turn the rear, often a lot of a lot of females will, will forget to turn their hammies on, um, and and effectively just yeah act, activate them, get them get them tight. And the minute Clara did that, turn the rear, boom, it was just like they were there. And I was like, damn, that increase in volume that we've had over the past few months, we're definitely seeing the, the, the demands of that or the, the rewards of that. And we might be at a point now where, okay, right, if I if we go to add more sets, she goes, no, I'm just not recovered by the next time I go in session. Like, right, okay, well, that's just at that barrier now. Um, so that's just an example of, like, slowly but surely, we've worked that out. Now, if you want to know more about maximum recoverable volume just listen head over to the website there there's an article on there it's titled more isn't always better um, and it's kind of all about this principle that a lot of people will feel that they need to do you know oh well um my glutes aren't growing so i'm going to do five extra exercises well on the website um it'll talk about why you might have to reduce the total number of sets how to stop counting the the fluff sets that you're counting the warm-ups an increase, as I said, one, maybe perhaps two sets at a time. 
So moving on, I think another thing I want, want you to consider would be the environment that you're in. And that is not only the gym that you train in, but also, I guess, the people that you are surrounding yourself with. I had a conversation with, with a client, um, and, and again, he's no doubt listened to this as well, and I didn't realise the, the effect at times my words can have on, on someone. And I said that if you're the biggest fish in the pond, you're in the wrong pond. You know, you could use that same analogy of like, you know, if you're the biggest, biggest room, you're the biggest dude in the room, you're in the wrong room. And we said that during a call. We were speaking about his training, speaking about you know where he coaches from, and he, he, he trains out there at the same time. And um, we we had a call last week, and he said, you know, I've, I've got a new facility, and he sent me the he sent me the equipment list, a video, and he was like, and I didn't I didn't even know this, but he just messaged me and he just said no longer the biggest fish in the pond. He said, I'm, he says, I'm a small fish now. And um, it, it was epic to see because I know how much he will flourish out of that new environment. He is surrounded by other bodybuilders who they want to be better, but they want they want the next person to be better as well. And that's the great thing about this sport is if you find the right environment, you know, that is conducive to what you want to do, the results you'll achieve will be second to none. And here's an example that, um, you know, for a long time, I trained out of a sort of commercial gym facility, your your pure gyms, um, gym groups, things like, things like that. And it served me for a very long time. It served me very, very well. And a lot of the progress I made within my lower body, I suppose an upper body, but a lot of lower body was was from a pure gym hack squat and from a pure gym Smith machine. Um, but eventually I got to the point where the the environment I was in, the people I was surrounded by, it were no longer pushing me to be better, and that I say that with with no no disrespect to absolutely anyone. Um, at the time I, you know, I was working there, um, and training from there, so I moved to a different facility, and, and that facility was maybe a twenty minute drive, and, and I actually that's the facility I trained through for, for like for prep, and it was just a different, it was a different breed of people there, and different atmosphere, you know, you'd walk in, I was, we'd do a top set on the hack squat and ACDC's playing, and I was like, this is fucking me, and I ended up training there five times a week, and now, I found a different facility that works, because a lot of the, it's a bit of a different vibe there, a bit of a different environment, but I still use that same facility for legs, and there's a, there's a squad of us that train there, um, and again, it's it's the people around you, so when, when I go to to say the gym where we train legs, the people around me, they push me for like, you know, I'll train with, uh, you know, Chris, definitely not listening to this because it'll be too long. But um, Chris is a client of mine and, and I train with him and he's stronger than me. Um, he's maybe, maybe you know, a good, a good bit shorter than I am, but then it gives me someone to chase. But not only that, is there's another sort of three or four dudes, whether they're on the same piece of kit or different pieces of kit, all fucking shouting and screaming, trying to beat the logbook, trying to be better, continually talking about training, tempo, execution, bodybuilding, and all in all, it's it's just a time we're going to Tuesday, a time where you just have a bunch of dudes just just doing doing what they love, um, and chatting shop the whole time, and if you've listened to that and you've went fuck, I, I wish I wish that's what I had, that would be fucking amazing. 
do something about it and stop complaining. And I say that with love of authority because I complained for a long time. And when I look back, I'm like, fuck, Vaughn, you could have just could have just done something about it but I didn't I often think at times I needed to go through those sort of phases and points to then be able to now tell people or you know maybe perhaps not tell them but um, God, what's the word I'm looking for usher them to, to perhaps change the, the venue that they're they're training at and as I've said before environment is so key and if you're in a negative environment and you're surrounded by people that are constantly bringing you down Okay, maybe they're meaning to bring you down, but they're making comments like, ah, why, are you do, why are you putting those bands on? Why are you using cuffs? Get them in the bin. As we say, give it the beans or get in the bin. If someone in your social circle is not giving you joy, is not adding value to your life, then get them the fuck out. It's a harsh, harsh way to live your life, but at the end of the day, you will thank yourself in the weeks to come when you realise that they were probably sucking some energy or sucking a life out of you that you didn't even realise at the time until you then booted them out. And then you realise how much how much more energy that you do have. And an example I give is that those of you that knew me years ago knew I used to be one of the most argumentative people going. And I, you know, I would argue with other coaches in the gym about keto and you know, fucking this, that, and the next thing, and and literally, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar, um, and and after that, I I just those sort of conversations, I just didn't have them, and instead of like, I would still feel it in my head like to go say something that I wouldn't. Instead, I just put that energy into being a better coach, spend more time like support my clients or or whatever it was. So, I like the reason I say, um, to to get them to fuck is because. I've done it, and as I said at the time, it's not nice, but I'm not meaning to go on like a personal development sort of curve here, a preachy, this, that, and the next thing, but I think that the the link between bodybuilding and personal development is so strong that people often forget it. it like, if you're a coach out there and you listen to this, how, how often do you have a client that they come to and they say, oh my God, um, because of this, because of the, the coaching journey, I'm now so much more productive in my work, my partner says I've got a bit more energy, we're actually having better conversations or we're going out on walks together, we're spending more time together or like, <laughs> as a sign that I say, oh, my libido's increased and, and you know, my, my partner loves that and that's something that's not really talked about on your, your usual sort of before and after on Instagram or whatnot. But back to my original point was saying that bodybuilding, the structure and the discipline that it teaches you will certainly creep into other aspects and it is... You know, one of the most amazing things, one of the most amazing sports in the world, I couldn't care what anyone says, I, I wouldn't do anything else. I've played basketball at a decent level before and, and yes, that gave me so much. I'm so grateful for everything, like my teammates, the games that we played um, and I wouldn't be the person I am today without those but the, the one thing that's always been there from the start has and that will always be there until I'm, I'm old, grey, wrinkled, Maybe a little bit fat with a wee, with a wee bit of a belly. I, I know it's been someone that people just say, but Vaughn, you've already got a belly. I say, no, but I'm bulking. Um, but that, that's the one thing that will sort of remain. Uh, I think that the the relationships that you build um, with everyone across the UK and the world um, will be ones that will last a lifetime as well. So I didn't mean to be too preachy on this podcast, but I hope that that gives you 
um, some some tips for the year of 2021 and I hope that some of them resonate with you and I hope that they do perhaps change your path or your plan of action. If they do, I want to hear about it. Even if it is not soon, even if it's in six months time, say Vaughan, you put a you put a podcast out the, the start of December, mid-December and um, because I've listened to that podcast, uh, I've done X, Y and Z, um, just, just drop me a DM on Instagram. Um, those sort of messages are, are awesome to hear. So, guys, that is it from me. Um, the next episode perhaps might be the end of this month. It might be 2021. But as a final thought, I would say that for the year of 2021, we have to expect the unexpected, right? I was the last person that thought the gyms would close. In fact, when my clients were telling me this, that there's been rumours of it, I said that they wouldn't close and there's no way that they could close but um, they did so <laughs> so I now no longer <laughs> no longer say that um, but I would say that give yourself a massive pat on the back for getting it through this year um, and if you didn't you know if you didn't get it through this year and, and maybe perhaps you lost your way a little bit then that's okay too um, as I said my DMs the team's DMs they're always open um, and in bodybuilding, I always say that we always need to get through everything together. Um, so please feel free to reach out. That being said, if there's one message, if there's one take home from the year of 2020, from the 70-odd episodes of this podcast, is that in 2021, make sure you give it the big beans, the whole beans, and nothing but the fucking beans.